Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, mystic, spiritual midwife, and transformational guide. And today I am delighted to welcome Jessica Ricchetti. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my great pleasure. Great pleasure. So let me share with our listeners a little bit more about you. So Jessica is a priestess. She is a sacred space holder, a mystic, and an energy alchemist. And her soul work is rooted in supporting women on a journey of embodying wholeness, rising in divine leadership, and sharing their own unique magic with the world. She leads transformational experiences through an alchemical blend of energy medicine, sacred ceremony, soul journey breath work, women's circles, retreats, shadow work, healings, readings, intuitive mentorships, and coaching on all topics of life, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and business. She's based in the magical mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, but she does support women anywhere in the world with long-distance sessions. She plays in the realms of ritual each day and lives life as ceremony. Let's breathe that in. And I would love to hear, Jessica, just let's start there, that playing in the realms of ritual each day and living life as ceremony. Can you tell us what you mean by that and and how that outpictures in your life? Yeah, so what's coming up in this moment around that is just, um, you know, on this path, whether it's the priestess path or any sort of path that involves ritual and ceremony, for me, it used to be very separate. Like I used to live a life that was um, very mundane, very boring, um, very (laughs) unfulfilling. And um, filled with, you know, trauma and disease and hardship. Mm. And ceremony and ritual were completely separate experiences to where I felt like they had to be only on special occasions and only unique experiences that would happen to bring me to a connection within myself. And then I realized that because I was keeping it all separate, that's where the discomfort was taking place. That's where the dis-ease was taking place. Mm. So deepening my relationship with my own spirituality in a way that included ceremony every single day, uh, now I just live it. Now there's no separation. There's no separation of my spiritual connection moment to moment. Um, and for me, that also really, it's really practical, you know, um, 
ceremony and ritual are so mystical and magical. And yet for me, it's really practical because it keeps me in this space of connection and it keeps me from, you know, going down rabbit holes or getting lost in, in anything that um, would normally in the past move me from my center. Mm. And so ceremony and ritual are just a way for me to be at home in my own temple space, in my own body, in my own, knowing that each moment is perfect. So, mm. yeah. And can you give us an example? For example, maybe today, even if there was a way that you used ceremony or ritual or this yeah. week, just like a real life, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, so on a daily basis, unwavering, it looks like prayer. Mm -hmm. It looks like um, centering myself and sort of sitting at my own inner altar. So uh, I have altars around my house, but I also have my inner altar. And so no matter where I am or what I'm doing, I have that space that I can turn within and clear my energy field for the day, ground myself in setting my intentions for um, not only who I want to be, but how I want to be. And so unwavering, it looks like that. And then, you know, each day is unique. If I'm working uh, on a session with someone, or if I'm preparing for a space that I'm holding, then that would look like the more ritualistic aspects of setting altar spaces or clearing my home. Um, so, you know, they're like these really practical little moments of even washing my dishes can be a ritualistic aspect because it's, I am so fully present for each moment that I'm doing. Mm. And so those are the ritual pieces for me. And that also doesn't mean that I'm in um, absolute presence in every moment of my life. It's just those, <laughs> those moments that I designate as ritual or ceremony. It's just really a deepened presencing. Mm. And so today, you know, that looked like I woke up this morning and I had a client session and then this, this session with you. And so um, I woke up and my showers are very ritualistic, you know, the physical clearing, but then I also do an energy clearing in my shower every single day, every single time I shower. Um, and then I did a little ritual space for a client I had this morning and created an altar. And then before my time with you, I just put on some of my soul songs that I really connect with and set an intention within my own heart to really be able to be present and, you know, to not let my fears come up or whatever other inner dialogue was coming around speaking with you today. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. And would you be willing to share just the energetic clearing that you do in the shower? Is, is that a, a practice that you can describe or share with us? Or is it an elaborate process or I will try my best. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I'll, I'll get in my shower and I'll basically do my physical shower first. So mm -hmm. the washing of my hair and my face and my body. Um, but I think because I've practiced this, I'll do, I'll do a little side note and then I'll come back. But because I've practiced this particular shower ceremony, each time I shower, the second that I get into the shower, it's almost like instant Mm. channel zone for me. So mm. I get in there and it's like the place that I download um, 
programs or classes or experiences or Mm -hmm. what I'm going to share in circle. So it's like this instant portal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's um, the magic of ceremony and ritual for me is when we return to the same space over and over, the space knows what our energetic uh, frequency is looking for. And so in those spaces, we can simply set the intention to be And all of the energetic work is already done in preparation for us to receive whatever our intention is. So I get in the shower. And so now it's sort of that automatic process where instant downloading happens and instant clearing happens. But on a practical level, after I'm done washing my body, (laughs) I'll just stand in the water and imagine that the trickling down of each droplet of water is like a waterfall falling from the sky clearing each layer of my energy field, um, each layer of my mental body, emotional body, physical body, and just allowing it to wash through. And I, I feel it as if my physical body is not there to where it's really washing through like on a DNA and cellular level, just mm. clearing me and cleansing me for the day. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you going into the to the depth of that because it it is something just based on your describing it that I know our listeners could experiment with for themselves. It's it sounds like just that process of of having the intention and connecting with the element the element of the water as well as the space that we can use those things that are mundane, as you said, that are a part of our day-to-day life to connect us more profoundly and more spiritually and, and use it to clear our field or, or let go of things, as you say. So I, I just really appreciate you going Thank into you. that. Yeah. yeah, I love I love sharing that one actually because it's super simple and it's something that you know most most of us do on a regular basis. So <laughs> it's, it's easy it's easy to connect with. I would say that that's my one of my biggest uh, pieces that I love to share is just find what you're doing on a daily basis and turn that into ceremony. Mm. Mm. So bring the sacred into it or bring intention into it. Yes. That's what, when you say that, that's what you mean. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Good, good, good. So I would love to dive into the priestess path with you, both to hear how you came to find the priestess path and and what you can share with us. Because as I said to you, earlier, I haven't explored this yet with any of my guests. So you are our, our resident expert on the priestess path for now. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I would say that the priestess path, you know, it's unique for each of us that walk it. And what it means for me is that I have a consistent divine connection within myself. And, you know, I I like to compare it to a priest is like someone who you go to and they have this way of speaking to the divine. And so through this connection with the priest, you get to experience the divine. And the way that that differs from a priestess is simply that I feel that 
priestess is there to embody the divine and carry a unique relationship with the divine Mm -hmm. in order to reflect that to others, to let everyone know that I hold this frequency of connection with the divine so that you can remember your own connection with the frequency of the divine within you. Mm. Wow. So that's, that's what it means to me. Um, and that's sort of the path I walk to is carrying this relationship with the divine, not so that I can be a mediary for others to experience the divine, but so that I can plant those seeds of remembrance so that each of us really returns to our own connection with the divine and carries that remembrance of uh, layer by layer opening to who we really are and who we really are in relationship with the divine at any given moment. Mm. So that's sort of what the priestess path is for me. And I guarantee if you asked me that tomorrow, that it would be completely different. Um, so, and that's, that's also the way of the priestess path is, um, you know, that there's not a fixed way of being and, uh, you know, with priestessing, it's sort of the divine feminine version of connection with the divine. Right. And so, uh, for me, that looks like divine feminine is flowing and she intuits moment to moment on what is needed and what the medicine is to give to a situation or what the medicine is to receive from a situation. Um, And really how I got on this path is, uh, I don't think I've shared this story before, so I'm going to navigate it while I'm sharing it. Um, In 2010, I, um, I was introduced to a different, different form of spirituality than I had experienced before. And, uh, you know, I was walking as a woman who was really connected to my intuition and was really connected what I thought to spirituality. And uh, I met someone who was a priestess and she, um, she had this embodiment of really like beauty and wisdom and connection in ways that I had never seen anyone Mm-hmm. walk as. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh yeah, you know, I want more of that. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, she, like her life was her intuition. Her life was her connection with the earth. And I was so intrigued that someone could uh, walk as a priestess every day, you know, someone who could be in such divine connection every single day. And so I was drawn to that. And I, she was creating an institute of permaculture and spiritual connection. And so I interned with her and I was an apprentice of hers um, on and off for a year, not on and off for a year, but we were connected for a year. And then uh, I did another priestess immersion. And, um, you know, I was, I was, experiencing Reiki and massage therapy and essential oils and all of these little things. And um, when I took my priestess, my first priestess trainings, you know, I experienced them, but I didn't still know what it was like to embody it. So that all happened in 2010. And I sort of put it aside, you know, I, I, it was again, those moments where I was still living my mundane life, these aspects of myself still felt so separate. 
and I had not integrated them and I had not figured out what my own priestess path was. So I experienced these trainings and internships, uh, but I didn't know what it was like for me. And so in 2016, I moved to Asheville, North Carolina, and um, there's this theory, this legend of Asheville that when the mountains call you here, be prepared for the deepest alchemy of your life because mm. she won't let you get away with living anything other than the fullest authentic version of yourself. Wow. So. I really feel like my priestess path truly started in 2016 <laughs> because mm -hmm. this is when um, really every area of my life was taken up for review. And so, um, you know, while the priestess holds ceremony and holds ritual and creates beautiful spaces, the priestess is also really familiar with every aspect of her shadow. She's mm -hmm. really familiar with every aspect of her trauma, her wounding her brilliance, her radiance. And so I had to actually live those things mm. and move through each layer of who I am and who I've been in order to really know what the priestess path was like for me. Mm. I'm nodding my head. I'm, which <laughs> you can't see, but I'm mm. saying yes, yes, yes. So that embodiment process was meeting all those places within you. And I, I had, 2016 was a powerful year. I had my own, uh, we'll say, face-off with some pretty intense aspects of life hmm. in 2016. So, so that, and that is part of it, what I would use the term initiation. Um, I don't know if that resonates for you, but just that idea of having to time and time again uh, meet those places of whether it's trauma or wounding or illusion in the belief of who we thought we were in in order to fully remember who we are as sacred and divine oh absolutely when you say initiation and also when you say face off face off. I'm like, yes, that's exactly, <laughs> you know, it's a deep soul initiation that, ex that we experience only within ourselves, And, um, and it was also in those moments too, where, you know, even in 2016 and the, the, I guess from then until now, you know, it's just each layer of, oh yeah. And I've been a priestess my whole life. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it's those layers of remembering of, wow, this experience is illuminating a part of me that I didn't even know existed back in, you know, 2000 or whenever it was. And so it's like this coming home to self with every layer of exploration. Mm. And yeah, initiation, I think is, is true. It's such mm. a powerful word, but it's also that powerful experience of we have to actually be initiated in order to walk this path or any path. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate the kind of the depth and dimensionality of that because there is a, a huge segment of, we'll say, spiritual um, paradigm or perspective in the collective that it seems uh, <laughs> wants to either jump over or dismiss or or just experience 
the light or the the pleasure or the you know kind of the create your own reality and it's going to be shangri-la forever and (laughs) and and while we can certainly have those moments of ecstasy and pleasure in every day i the thing i love about the divine feminine and what i'm hearing from your sharing is it's like all dimensions it's the shadow it's the pain it's the integrating that and finding the sacred in all of that mm. oh so i resonate with that so much and i i think that's actually one of the biggest gifts of this path that i walk now is you know the concepts of beauty and ecstasy and joy, pleasure, bliss, um, abundance, all of the things, you know, they can, we can see them as something separate than us. And they can be such like almost illusory concepts where, okay, I understand that that exists, but in order to really walk it every day and to feel it every day and to feel it in a way that's sustainable and real and experiencing with every cell of our body those things in order to do that we really need to dive into the shadow we need to completely clear spaces in our body to be able to hold bliss ecstasy abundance joy and i also think we really need or not i think you know i know on my own experience and with the women that i work with is that you know, the more that we know our darkness, the more we can hold our light. And, you know, it's not as simple as dark and light, but that's the best way to explain it in this, in this podcast, in this, these few moments in time that we have together is just the more we experience our shadow, the more we can hold the fullness of the truth of our light. Yes, yes, yes. I just released an episode earlier this week, which is about envy and jealousy and how those can be pathways to our empowerment and also our sisterhood when we can hold them differently than we frequently do, which is to kind of either mask them over or act them out. So the Mm -hmm. whole kind of shadow side of the feminine and sisterhood. Yes. Yes. I would love to speak on that for a quick moment. Please. Um, So, you know, growing up, I was actually bullied and I had really, I really had not great relationships with women, um, not great relationships with friends. Uh, You know, I would be made fun of, or there would be like a group of women or a group of, you know, young girls that would be standing together laughing. And then one of them would come over to me and they'd be like, you're so ugly. Or, you know, we, all of us hate you. And then there was one time in middle school where a girl walked over to me and she's like, do you see everyone in this entire school? Not one person likes you. And so I, yeah. And so I came into this life that I live now, um, really desiring sisterhood, you know, Mm. I would see groups of women and I would almost cringe because I was like, Oh, you know, is that real? And are they being fake with one another? Because the only experiences I had with women were being fake with one another or, Mm. you know, um, pretending to be your friend, but then talking badly behind your back. I mean, I grew up with that really like inherently in every part of my blood, you know? And so, um, 
I would say that because I've had those experiences, not only can I hold those experiences within my sisters mm-hmm. and work together to navigate what it's like to have actually healthful relationships with other women. But now sisterhood is my superpower. (laughs) It's like, it just really is like supporting other women on a true heart to heart level. Like my soul desires to amplify any amount of greatness in another woman. If I see another woman living her life, I'm like, yes, sister, like how I just want to celebrate it or how can I support it? And, you know, I think it truly is because not only did I have those experiences that felt really separating and disconnecting and hurtful, but because I navigated them and because I've worked to heal them, I can have even more deep soulful connections with other women. And I just think that those moments of really actual soulful connection with other women are what really heals us. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. 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 Because we are, we are the reflection for each other. And Mm -hmm. I, I am so, I am so, like my inside self is doing the happy dance because <laughs> I feel like I just resonate so strongly with your experiences, with your the way you embody your your path. Um, there's so much that I I feel like is resonant with your path and my own path, and it it just it makes my heart sing. You know, it really makes my heart sing because I too had very painful relationships with women. And, and for me, it, it actually started more in my primary relationship with my mother. And, and I wanted for a long time, nothing to do with women. I mean, didn't trust them, didn't want to have anything to do with them, but also had this deep yearning and to to have found the healing power of sisterhood and the joy that comes from celebrating another woman's blossoming and not having it feel like it diminishes your own like it is it it is a superpower it is um you know it's 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 like a, an ecstatic gift <laughs> <laughs> it's a treasure it's a treasure that so many that's still lost to to so many women mm. yes and i think what you just said right now is exactly the medicine of sisterhood and exactly why i would just shout from the rooftops to every woman to find a group of women that are supportive because like you shared, you're like, my soul's doing the happy dance because I resonate with you. And then as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, my soul's doing the happy dance because she knows me, she hears me. And so I literally felt this washing over of my heart um, of healing. You know, It's like those moments where you sharing that you have similar experiences heals my own heart. And that is the magic of sisterhood. Even just those moments of sister, I hear you or your story resonates or um, thank you for sharing your truth. Like those moments are gold and they actually do visceral and um, nervous system healing, you know? 
Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So thank do. you. Oh, yes. I'm doing the deep bow. <laughs> I'm doing my, my deep bow. You're, you're welcome. And thank you. So I know that you have an exciting offering coming up that, that my senses brings all these pieces in. And it's the Priestess Temple Immersion, your six-month program. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Uh, I am so excited to share about this. And uh, when you say that it it makes sense of all the pieces together, I really feel like that's true. It's all of the pieces of the path that I walk. And, um, you know, uh, when we look at priestess immersions or priestess programs, there are so many of them. And it's brilliant that so many priestesses are walking their path and sharing their medicine with the world. I think um, what makes mine unique to me is there will be moments where we are holding a space of um, healing in sisterhood, you know, healing who we are in sisterhood as soul leaders. Mm -hmm. So I know and I believe that each of us has medicine to share with the world. Each of us has magic to share with the world. And, you know, sometimes there are layers of ourselves that we need to come into more acceptance of, more confidence with. So there will be some of that. And then there will also be, you know, altar crafting and prayer crafting and using ceremony and ritual as a container for not only our own transformation and growth, but that of others. Mm -hmm. So it's really calling women in to alchemize the depths of their own heart to truly experience what it's like to live the priestess path in order to be able to walk it and to share it with others. So we're diving absolutely into the layers of who we are and the layers of who we are as soul leaders and how we embody that reflection of the divine for others to remember who they are. Mm -hmm. So it is in a way, it is like an initiatory path or process, it sounds like, within the confines and the support of the sisterhood. It is that awakening and perhaps commitment on a soul level to choose to embody the divine. Is, is that? Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I feel like I can sit here and I can say, this is how you create an altar and this is how a priestess walks her path, but that won't do anything for anyone, you know? And that's actually what I experienced in my two priestess trainings in 2010. And so that's not the space I'm holding. You know, I am coming from this in the way of, I know that my best magic as a sacred space holder comes from my own initiations. It comes from my own ability to hold depth within myself. So this experience is absolutely an initiation because I want, I desire the women who go through this to be able to actually stand in the confidence and in the wholeness and in the embodiment of this is who I am as priestess. And that is how I get to share myself with you as a space holder. Mm. And so, yes, going all in for the initiation of the inner worlds. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So a, a phrase that I often use is feminine sovereignty. And when I hear you describing 
kind of standing in your priestess, it it telegraphs that same vibration. It's that it's it is owning. It's like owning who you are, and I'm like viscerally. I can feel a difference in my body. And there's a a writer that I love, Javi Brooks, who talks about crown on. She it's like her tool she uses for herself. She says, "All right." straighten your crown, crown on. And it is, it's like that. When we embody the value and the power and the luminosity of who we are, there's something that shifts in our whole system. And that's what I'm hearing you describe, that 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 is part of the gift of what you're offering these women is the opportunity to reach that state of embodiment. Yes. Oh, yes. I love the way that you reflected that back. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. And thank you for doing it. So I know today, right now, you have two spots left. By the time this comes out, which will be in about 10 days, they, they may be gone. But if somebody were interested, they can how how can they uh, pursue that with you? They can head to my website and it's jessicarichetti.com, two C's and two T's. And then there's a tab that says priestess immersion. So they could click on that and look over all the details. And I would say if someone is doing that, I invite you to feel in from a soul level, you know, really close your eyes and take a breath and tune into your heart and what your heart and soul wants and then read. And that doesn't just go for this priestess immersion that goes for anything, right? Like there's another simple ritualistic ceremonial way to experience life is when we go to something or when we're desiring something or seeking something, taking just a simple pause, a simple moment to tune into our own heart and allow that to guide the way. Thank you for that. Thank you. So I I want to circle back to something because each time we mention it or it comes up, I get this this kind of radar flash of we need to talk about this. And it's actually alters. Okay. Uh, I personally build altars and have built them my whole life kind of intuitively, but I just, and it's not that I want a how-to instruction from you. I guess I, there's something about it that feels important to be shared. And so I don't know if it's about your relationship with altars or what they, what place they have or, or what they are providing for you. I know what's true for me, but I would love to hear what's true for you. Mm, thank you so much. I love this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. So altars for me are a living prayer. You know, it's a physical world representation of what our intentions are, what our desires are, and the energies that we're working with currently. Mm. Um, And so, you know, I have different altars around my home. For example, I have uh, a sacred union altar, which honors the marriage between my husband and I. And so we have, um, 
you know, just, we have this beautiful statue that represents sacred union. It represents the divine feminine and the divine masculine coming together. And then I have a candle on there that holds the prayers uh, and the blessings of our family that were present for the day of our, our union. Mm -hmm. And um, then there's an, a candle on there for um, you know, the intention of sensuality and passionate connection with one another. There is a salt lamp on there to represent purity and to continue to purify who we are as a couple and who we are as individuals. And then there's like this little flexible space. And that is that changes seasonally or monthly, depending on what energies are we calling into our life as a couple or, um, you know, what do us individually need to work on? And so um, I think that's, that's just an example of just a living prayer and tangible physical items to not only remind us of what our intentions are, but to amplify the unseen support, to amplify the places within us um, that have those subconscious and superconscious connections with our own nervous system repatterning. Mm. So, um, yeah, does that answer? Or I can keep, I can talk about altars all day long. <laughs> that, that is, thank you for that. Yes. I, I, I just, we've, again, I've never talked about anyone or with anyone about altars on here, I believe. Uh, and for each person, it is personal. I mean, there are aspects that overlap and certainly my experience resonates with that as well. But it's, I just wanted our listeners to hear what's possible mm. uh, for them. And I know for myself, even as a very little girl, part of my altar building is, you know, finding creations or pieces of nature or things that are beautiful and arranging them in a certain pattern or form without much thought, you know, without the conscious mind being really involved in it. And so kind of going back to your statement of always having been a priestess, it's, it is that it's like that thread that runs through and that uh, desire to connect with the unseen through concrete elements in our life and through intention. So mm. I, I just, yeah, felt important for that to be brought out. Thank you. Yes. I am so glad that that was brought in. Mm. Thank you. So one of the questions that I really love to ask my guests is just from where from where you're standing now from your perspective and your place of wisdom if you could go back to your younger self and offer her a piece of truth a piece of wisdom some perspective what what might you share with her am i allowed to use a uh, different language on here <laughs> sure okay yeah um, what I would, I would take her by the shoulders because here's the thing is my, my little girl self was, I'm, I'm almost going to cry just thinking about her because she was just such in pain. You know, she, yeah. um, she didn't believe in herself and she just believed that, um, 
anything anyone had that was good was luck and that there was no way that I had that. Mm -hmm. And so I, there was almost this belief of there's nothing I can do in the world to get all of the good things I desire because that's not for me. And so I would take her by the shoulders and I would say, you are fucking beautiful and you are magical. And I know things are challenging and it, you know, moment to moment, it feels like, how can I get through this? But I promise you, not only do you get through it, but you get through it with more brilliance and more radiance than you can ever imagine. So hang in there, little sister. You've got. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yes, I'm feeling that one. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yes, I just feel the kind of the blessing of that fierce love. Mm-hmm. washing over her and I can feel my own younger self uh, bathing in that. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that that's a good reminder too, is that from these places of wisdom, from these places of healing and wholeness, we can go back and speak to that portion of ourselves and let her know that it's okay And, you know, we can work, uh, part of, I think what the priestess path is, is working in between time and in between space and in between dimensions. And so, you know, it's, it's actually been part of my, a huge part of my healing practice to go back to that little girl and to, you know, listen to the things that hurt her and listen to the things that she wanted to say, but never was heard by. And so, you know, we can absolutely go back from this place of healing and wholeness and speak to those aspects of ourselves. And I think that it's um, what makes us even more wise and even more um, in the truth of who we are as a woman now. Yes. And all that more compassionate and heart-centered just to be to not shun or push away that vulnerability or that pain, um, but to really embrace it and to, yeah, to be in connection with that and healing with that Mm. is so important. Yes. Agreed. Oh, so we're getting close to the end of our time. I'm wondering if there's If there's anything else you feel called to speak about or to share. Hmm. Actually, what's coming up is um, to share with uh, any woman who listens to this, who desires any amount of what we're speaking and doesn't currently have it in their life. or or it feels edgy, right? Like it feels edgy to seek out a women's circle. It feels edgy to uh, be in sisterhood or to be really celebrated by or supported by another woman. And I would just invite invite yourself to feel that and to allow it and to cross your edges. Um, And, you know, there are so many resources on finding a women's circle. Um, There's findawomenscircle.com. There's the Global Sisterhood, um, the Divine Feminine app. Like there are so many resources to, to find supportive community and conscious women's community and so if you've never been to a women's circle, please find one near you. And um, Joni, you hold one online. 
so perfect. If anyone's listening, they, they can they can seek it that way too. But just finding finding sacred women's community and allowing yourself to really, really be held in a way that um, even if you already are experiencing it, find where your next edge is in sisterhood and allow yourself to safely explore it. Hmm. Thank you for that. And yes, I do. I'm hold, I hold new moon circles for women. So thank you for that, yes. for, for that shout out. Yeah. You can go to newmooncircle.com to find out when the next one is happening. Wonderful. I, I think so- I'm joining the next one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I, I just, I just want to say how deeply grateful I am to, to have this time with you and to have found you to, to have, we were talking about you and I met in Sedona back in May and it was on the full moon when we, when we really made our, our connection and had that sacred reflection talking about the earth and how she can bring us together with those who were meant to walk with or connect with or be in communion with. Yes. Oh, so divine. And I'm just so grateful for this connection with you and how it's unfolded. And I think that that's one of those perfect examples of how allowing ourselves to surrender in a sacred space. Um, so much magic can happen from that. You know, um, it, briefly, when I was in Sedona, um, I wasn't having a time where I was feeling the magical unfoldings that I was um, told by other people that you might experience. And I was in this moment of, wow, I'm not really connecting with anyone on a heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul level. And then, Joni, I met you and I'm like, oh, yes. Like here, here those brief moments are of like, I can sit in the possibility of all of these connections that I'm not having or I can just honor the moment and trust that it's going to happen. And then here we are months later <laughs> walking in sacred sisterhood. Yes. 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 I, yes. I'm just mm, nodding my head, shaking my head, smiling. It's, it's like the power of the forces that be that bring us together and, and our capacity to receive that. And, Oh, it, it is a magical world we live in when, mm. when we can be present to that and open to that. So mm. my heart feels so full to have this time with you and to, to bring you, our dear listeners, like into this vibe of sisterhood. It's like, can you feel that feeling? I would love for you to have just that heart full feeling that comes with the being seen and the recognizing a kindred sister. So if you're listening to this, I just want to invite you into that state with us, wherever you resonate with what we're being, with what we are expressing and what, what is being said to just know that you are in this container of sisterhood with us. Yes, I would also love to say that, um, you know, since you're setting that intention, and so it is, right? And so, 
any woman who is listening, we feel you, sister. Like whether whether yes. we'll speak in person or not, like this bathing of our hearts right now includes you. And whether you listen to this the day that it comes out or months from now or years from now, um, just know how held you are and how supported you are in sisterhood. And it's like a true actual thing. It's not just something fluffy that we're saying. <laughs> yes, it is. It absolutely is. Thank you, Joni. Thank you, Jessica. And again, for those that want to connect with you, the best way is to go to your website, which will be posted in the show notes. It's jessicarichetti.com. And they can inquire. I'm sure this is not going to be your first and only priestess temple immersion. So even if you hear this months or years later, I'm sure you'll have this offering or even more offerings for them to check out. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. So thank you for taking the time to be with us. It was such a gift and a pleasure. Thank you so much. My heart is so full right now and I'm just overjoyed and I'm grateful. Thank you. Yay, the happy dance. Happy dance. (laughs) And we want to say thank you to our dear listeners for being with us, for taking your time to walk this walk with us. And as always, I want to remind you to trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.